0: Welcome to the Value Nutrition Podcast. My name is Brian Meek, and I am the CEO and owner of Value Nutrition, where we show you how to brave the world. Today is episode two of the Value Nutrition Podcast, and today... It's a very exciting episode, but first I want to handle some business here. Uh, last week on the episode one, I was so excited. It was my first episode, and uh, I, I kind of made some mistakes, and I just want to go back and I want to I want to fix those mistakes before we move on. So first, I started in the in last week's episode. I said I I was been in the business for seven years. I was I've actually. Been around nutrition for ten years. I started in the business. I was in the business for seven years, uh, but it's been ten years since I started. And I worked for a national retailer, and I was a general manager for that. for For you know, for a store. And for a lot of people, that might seem like it's not a big deal. It's just you're just a manager of a store. Um, or very very quickly in my career with that company, I made it my business to know as much as I could about the products because that's where I knew my salesmanship would kick in, and I would be able to use that information to create value for the customer so that they understood what they were getting. That being said, um, I was submersed in that in- industry for seven years, um, and I loved it, and I, I stepped away to do some other things, and since then, through um, through the, the company I'm working with now and the brand I'm building with Value Nutrition, I've actually been able to um, get back into it and and really, really focus on my passion, uh, which is health and wellness and nutrition. And creating this podcast allows me to reach more people, which is what my my main goal is. That's my vision is to reach as many people as possible to help them and ben- help them benefit and leverage their own health and nutrition to to create a better life. So there we go. That's what I wanted to take care of first. Thank you for letting me do that. Um, but today's episode, I like I said, I'm very excited for. We're going to be getting into it now. We're going to be talking about protein this week. We talked about macronutrients in episode one. If you haven't heard episode one, I highly suggest you go back. It's a great overview for macronutrients. Today we're going to dive a little bit into one of those macronutrients, protein. And now, what you're going to hear from a lot of people is this: this specific thing is more important than this and doing this. It, they're all equally important. Protein, carbohydrates, and fats are all equally important. We're starting off with protein, um, and and the reason why we're starting off with protein is because everything else ties into uh, uh, the what what protein does in the body and how it it relates to carbohydrates and fats and the digestions of those and how we absorb things. So we're gonna start off with protein. Um, it's an easy topic to talk about because it's it's very it's very commonplace that protein is good for muscle building. It's good for weight loss and we're going to talk about the types of protein that you can buy um, as far as supplementation goes. And we're also going to talk about the different types of uh, protein and how they digest and how your body utilizes those. So it's not just about, hey, this is going to be about whey protein. Go buy whey protein. It might not necessarily be the best option for you, uh, which is fine. And that's that's perfectly okay. However, we want I want to make sure everybody has the correct information or at least one source of information where they can go to and go, oh yeah, I remember hearing about this. So let's talk about what protein is. Protein is the makeup of complex amino acids put together. Uh, the amino acids themselves are not complex, but the complexes of amino acids put together is what makes up protein. And there's there's so many different types of proteins you you can talk about um, you know, the proteins in the body and the brain, but really what we're going to be talking about is typically how to build muscle, lose weight, uh, that type of protein. And when we talk about protein that we're going to be consuming, we're going to be talking mainly about, um, chewable fork and knife proteins, fish, um, uh, steak chicken. And we're going to be talking about supplementation, um, and, and where those supplements come from and how they, how they get them. So let's just start real quick with, with your food sources right there's so many food sources of protein but most people know things like red meat chicken fish are going to be your main sources but nuts are a great option if you're if you're vegetarian or vegan or you're looking for for a different option eggs are fantastic um the digestion rate on eggs is is pretty medium you know and uh the amino acid complex in eggs is nearly perfect for the body so it's a great source um the digestion rate kind of slows. It's a great source to have at night. It's a great source to have for breakfast. That's why eggs are so great to have for breakfast because they they digest slowly in the body and you can utilize those, those amino acids over a longer period of time, allowing the brain and the body to have more energy from amino acids for a longer period of time. Awesome. Eggs are great. Um, milk is another option. And we're going to talk about milk now because really, and I don't want to get into what source is better chicken or fish or protein as long as it's high quality and it suits your body eat it it's yours it's your it's your protein source it's not mine I'm not here to tell you which one's better I'm here to give you the information allow you to make an honest and valid decision with as much information as possible for yourself if you want my opinion I'm glad to give it to you and you can reach out to me and, and I'll give you the information later but you can you can make your own choices and that's what this is really about is allowing you to make your own choices to make your life better in your own hands um, so whether it's steak or hamburgers or however you decide you want to get your protein source in it's that's your it's your prerogative I highly recommend that it's high quality sources uh, and low in in other 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 things like carbohydrates and fats very minimal processing as, as much as possible for your food sources so that's my my take on it. However, do what you, what you wish. It's, I'm not here to tell you what to do. Uh, milk, milk has a bad rap. And, um, sometimes, you know, it deserves a bad rap because, um, in, in this country, the way we process milk is very, it, it destroys a lot of the, the nutrients that are in milk. Um, A lot of people believe that you shouldn't drink milk past the age of being a baby, just like calves don't drink milk, just like babies don't drink breast milk until they're in their thirties. That, that opinion or whatever, whatever opinion you have about milk, that's up to you. Um, A lot of people have, have uh, lactose issues Um, and really it's an allergy more than anything else. It's, it can be quickly uh, alleviated with some supplementation for most people, not everybody but it may be, it may be uh, alleviated that way. Um, however, that's where two of the sources we're going to talk about today come from, is milk. So, yeah, you want to be aware of, of these two sources. If, if you have issues with milk um, or you have issues with, with being, you know, anything that's vegetarian or vegan, you have to make that conscious decision to know that whey protein and casein protein, which we're going to talk about, both come from milk. Um, so... I was really going to start off with whey protein because it's, you know, it's, it's the best <laughs> that, what most people say it's the best, but it's, uh, it's very, it's very good for people, for their bodies. Um, whey protein, it's, it's a great protein. I'm going to start off with casein protein because it kind of gets lost in the mix with whey protein and now vegetarian proteins. Um, and the reason why I think that I'm going to start, I want to start out with casein protein, is because there's not a lot known about it, unless you're within the world within the business, because it, it's not talked about. And the reason why it's not talked about is because it's it's tough to it's t- it's tough to swallow. It's tough to swallow. Casein protein is the solid part of the of milk. So when they let when you when they make cheese or they let milk sit, it's the coagulation part of it. It's the solid portion of the protein uh in milk. And and whey is gonna be the liquid portion. We'll get we'll get to that too. However, if you go buy cottage cheese, that's that's your casein protein. Um casein protein is eighty percent of the protein that's in milk. Uh in a typical glass of milk There's going to be about nine grams of protein. So 80% of that, um, you know, you're looking at seven and a half, eight grams. Let's say eight grams is going to be casein protein. So when you drink milk and you're like, I'm getting my protein in, you're getting a very slow digesting protein, which is great for certain parts of the day. Um, But you're really only you're only utilizing those amino acids over a longer period of time so it's really not giving you any direct benefit right then. Um, but when you separate the proteins you can you can easily tailor those benefits to your body and your goals. So casein protein, like I said is the solid part of the protein. Um, when we consume casein protein, it actually as soon as it hits the stomach acid, it actually gels. I know it sounds weird, it might sound gross to some of you guys, but it actually gels and it takes your body a long period of time to break that down. And what that means are the building blocks of protein, the amino acids that are in protein, the things that your body needs to build and function correctly on, from protein sources, those are given to the body for a longer period of time, which benefits you in certain parts of the day, like going to bed. You don't eat for eight hours. Your body's breaking itself down. Consuming casein protein before you go to bed may help slow that process of breakdown in the body down. Um, Basically, what happens is when you consume casein protein and your body starts to digest it and starts to break it down in the system, in your digestive system, you get a trickle effect of amino acids, which is great, like I said, for certain parts of the day and um, bedtime being one of them. Bedtime is... um, is the probably the best time to take casein. And anytime you're gonna be without a meal for a long period of time or you're gonna need you're gonna need some energy for a long period of time, uh morning nighttime and morning time are gonna be your best times to supplement with casein. But adding it in throughout the day is definitely not unheard of and it's it's great if you're gonna add in if you're gonna make your own blend of whey and casein. We'll talk about that later. But for the most part, people take it at night and and in the morning. I consume Um, My casing protein in cottage cheese. I love cottage cheese. I was raised on cottage cheese. So that's where I get mine from. And it comes in different types. Obviously you got, you know, your different fat, your, your different fat percentages. Um, I choose mine and I use mine and I, it works for me. So find a source that works for you. There's tons of casing protein powders out there easily to find. I'm not going to recommend any products because I don't want to, or any brands because I don't really want to say this one's better than the other one and get into that whole situation. Um, from my experience, casein protein is easily easy to find. Um, when you mix casein protein as as well, and and I tend to do this, I tend to bounce back and forth. I always tie it in together at the end, guys, stick with me. Um, when you mix it, it, it because it gels in the body, it's thick. It's thick. It's the solid part. It wants to make a solid. You can make puddings out of it. Um, you can make popsicles out of it. It's a great way to add texture to something uh, with using casing protein. So um, I've done it where I've taken a chocolate casing powder and mixed it together in some water, very little water, and made a pudding out of it and eaten like that, froze it in the and had it like an ice cream, like I said. Um, so get creative with it if, if you have a hard time with the consistency because it can get thick um, and it can be hard, hard to get down. And sometimes when you buy like a ready to drink protein shake, um, you know, the ones out of the, the refrigerator or if you buy a blend um, of, of proteins, you just go to Costco or Walmart or you go to a retailer um, and you, you, you know, GNC or vitamin shop or wherever, wherever you go. Um, we have one locally here, Max Fit. Um, wherever you go to, if you were to purchase casein, um, you sometimes when you get a blend of uh, of proteins, those are going to be whey, egg, casein, and some vegetable sources, typically soy, um, that are going to provide different different digestion rates. And that casein is what makes it thick, thicker than uh, some of the other proteins that you've probably tried that are more waterier, more watery, um, is because that casing thickens up, so um, just be aware of that. It, it, the texture can be kind of turn people off um, a little bit. I, I never had a problem with it, but I can see shaking it in the shaker cup. I wouldn't do it. Mix it with <laughs> mix mix it with something else, or, or make sure you use plenty of water. Is, is all I'm saying. So, that being said, casing is a great protein. Um, the only issue with with that that I I can see with casing or not an issue. Um, it's it's anabolic properties are pretty low. Uh, it's lower in leucine than whey protein. Um, which uh, leucine is, leucine is an amino acid that helps that is as anabolic as, as, or the most anabolic amino acid in the body. So they're linking it to, um, muscle recovery, um, muscle building. But anyway, because it's lower, uh, it doesn't have the same anabolic effect. However, it is anti catabolic. So it doesn't, allow your body to break itself down which is just as important as building muscle you don't want to build a wall that's 10 feet high and not two feet off of it every day and then build a tent you know you'll never you'll never really have the full benefit right so that's what casing really prevents is that is is your body's catabolic event, uh, um, effect which is um, breaking the breaking down of tissue to provide in- energy for the body Um, and that specifically means the breaking down of proteins, um, in protein-like substances, not fats. Fats is an oxidation process; completely different process. So, when we talk about c- catabolic um, activities or catabolic um, um, supplements, this is an anti-catabolic. This doesn't allow your body to break it, continue to break itself down. So, um, yeah, that's that's the the nitty gritty on casein at a high level. Again, if you have any other questions or you want more information, um, it's easy to find. Guys, Google is is going to be your friend. You don't have to come to me for the information. I'm here providing it for you, so that you can go and, and do further research. Um, if you want, you can always you can always reach out to me, and, and that information's like I said again, I'll give it at the end. But I also it will also be in the show notes. So, um, but now let's let's get to whey protein because this is probably where I'm going to spend the majority of my time. I am excited about some vegetable sources uh, recently. However, whey protein is going to be the biggest the biggest and most used protein source out there. So a lot of you are going to benefit from this. And I want to make sure you guys have a thorough understanding of what whey protein really is, where it comes from, and uh, and how important it is to make sure you get a quality whey protein source. Because it's so abundant, because it's so... Uh, out there and so many people use it it's very easy to get diluted it's very easy to get the wrong information about this product or that product Um, I really want to focus on on what it is where it comes from and how to get the higher quality stuff so um, what is whey protein well like I said earlier it is the water portion the liquid portion of the protein source in milk Uh, it makes up about 20 percent of the milk protein source so Again, when you drink milk and you drink a glass of milk, and you get that nine grams of protein, um, you know one one to two grams. Let's just say two grams is going to be way way protein. And I know, like, okay, Brian, you said you said eight earlier and two, and you try to make nine. and It doesn't make nine. Um, you get what I'm saying, right? I'm not. Let's not cut numbers. Let's just really talk about what it really is. So, yeah. So. What is whey protein? Like what is it made of? And uh, I don't really want to get into the the scientific name, so we won't go over that, but it's it's a couple it's four different protein complexes that are together when when it's created by the cow. and uh, and that's really what it is. It's actually not one protein. like it's not steak. It's four different proteins that are put together, and that's how they that's what whey really is. so um and and there's different types of whey protein. And you'll hear me talk um, in, in further episodes, and, and I'll mention this probably all the time. You have whey protein concentrate. You have whey protein isolate, with an I. And you have hydrozolate, whey protein hydrozolate. And those three different terms mean different things for whey protein. Whey protein concentrate typically is going to be the powdered version of the original source. So they take the milk. They separate the casein in the whey and they dry the whey and that's your whey protein concentrate. And um, it's going to have, it's still going to have the lactose that's in it. Um, It's going to still have, you know, not a lot of fat, but a minimal amount of fat um, that's that's in there as well. Uh, It's basically just dried, the dried powder. Um, Great, still great sorts of protein, but your body has to break all of those other things down. And if you have an issue with lactose, if you have the quote unquote intolerance to lactose um, or you have an allergy, a lactose allergy that can cause issues, digestive issues, which is going to in turn may cause you to not want to use whey protein and say, whey protein's not for me. That's not true. It's the wrong way, the right whey protein. Sorry, the wrong whey protein isn't for you. So um, whey protein concentrate, again, a great source. However, it's not typically the highest quality. Um, so I try to stay away from whey protein concentrate as much as I can. Um, But it's not always easy. Uh, Whey protein isolate. Um, Whey protein isolate is going to be about 90. It's typically going to be between 90 and 95% protein. So when you take a protein, whey protein isolate, that's 10 grams um, uh, per scoop. It's going to be between nine and nine and a half grams of that is going to be the actual protein, which means that you're getting a big bang for your buck. Um, And you're also getting high quality with minimal amount of added materials or um, impurities from the original source. Uh, Whey protein concentrate can be anywhere between 30 and 80 percent. So that's the difference. Right. So let's you don't know. You don't know. So if you're getting a whey protein concentrate and they're not telling you it's at least 60 percent, then you're you don't know. You're rolling the dice. You could be getting something that's 30% protein. So you're taking 10 grams of protein and you're only getting three grams versus the isolate, which you're getting, uh, you know, nine, nine grams of protein. Uh, even the lower end isolates, they're things that they cut with concentrate. You're still getting 80% of it's isolate protein. So, you know, you're giving your be- your body a better opportunity to have more, more amino acids when you do that. Um, and then there's whey protein hydrozolate and whey protein hydrozolate is pre-digested. Uh, protein. They take it, they break it down even further through an enzymatic process, um, and it gets broken down into its peptide form, which in theory is more is easier for your body to utilize um, as amino an amino acid source. So your body it's a your body doesn't have to go through the digestion process, which is great for post workout, great for right when you wake up in the morning to spike your amino acid levels. It's great in between meals is great as a, as a meal additive because you can add it and then have a carbohydrate source and get that quick amino acid complex. But most of the times hydrozolid are going to be used right after workouts. Just like, um, just like I said, casein right before bed, similar, very similar. Um, However, it's expensive. It's not guaranteed that, your body is going to utilize all of it. There's, there's, there's research that says that it's better and there's research that says that it there doesn't make a difference. Um, to me, it, it, the price difference between hydrosolite and isolate for me and my life, what I do, isn't worth it. If I was a high level athlete, if I was a bodybuilder, if I was a martial artist, if I was somebody who was in the gym all the time and that was my job, and I needed to maintain my gains and maintain my my current level or grow faster, longer. Um. Sorry, grow grow bigger, faster and longer. Then uh, hydrozolate would be great. Uh, but for me, it's it, it, my choice is isolate. Um, isolate whey protein is digested roughly between depending on the body anywhere between thirty to an hour and a half, thirty minutes to an hour and a half. Um, The numbers that I typically tell people and what I've seen is 45 minutes to an hour It's most of the times when your body's breaking, has broken that down. So still consuming that right after your workout is going to be, is still going to give you great benefits. So really, again, it's about what your goals are and what your price points are. And, um, and, and really that, you know, do your own research and find out, um, what I really, what I like about protein other than muscle building qualities, which we'll get into how that works later on in in another show, probably. Um, it, it helps slow down the digestion of other, of other macronutrients like carbohydrates and fats, because your body wants to break that down. Um, and sometimes your protein sources, um, are slower digesting. It's going to slow down the digestion of other proteins uh, or other, other macronutrients. um, the quicker digesting proteins you're talking about 30 to 45 minutes The slow digesting stuff you're not going to break down carbohydrates for six hours when you drink casein but it's still going to help slow down that 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 metabolization of proteins and fats I mean carbohydrates and fats so that aids in lowering glucose levels that aids in uh, you know stabilizing glucose levels uh, and so many other benefits that happen so let's talk about vegan sources actually Um through Valiant Nutrition I've I've been able to I'm working with a company and um we I I've never traditionally been a fan of vegetable sources. I mean there's and and we'll talk about why. But I re I I I have since I've been working, you know, with Valiant Nutrition. Since I started Valiant Nutrition, I started using the dairy free products. I I love this dairy free product and I'll explain to you why I love it right now. Actually. Um, there's different sources of, uh, uh, vegetable protein. The, the, there's soy, there's, there's rice, there's pea, there's quinoa, there's hemp, there's chia, there's, those are going to be your seed sources. You have, you have almond protein, you have, you know, you have nut sources, protein, um, you have all of the almond milks and the soy milk and this and that. Um, it's really hard to to get enough protein for vegetarians. I mean, vegetarians and vegans they know, uh, you know, that it's it can be tough sometimes to get enough protein. Um, I've never been a vegetarian or vegan, but I've worked with plenty of people who are and have seen them reduce their protein intake, not knowingly, not on purpose and have, have negative side effects from that. So, um, getting the right protein when you're a vegetarian or a vegan is, is very important. Or if you're just somebody who wants to consume like me, doesn't want to consume as much as I used to, because I'm getting older, I'm looking out for my health and I see the benefits of adding in a dairy-free product. Um, you know, once a day and I see the, I see how it's benefiting me. So you could be anybody, um, dairy-free sources are great. You want to make sure you get the right ones. Again, just like whey protein and just like casein protein, vegetable proteins have their goods and their bads as well. So, the protein sources I like to use for ve- vegetarian sources: pea, brown rice. Um, I love hemp. I love I love um, quinoa and flax. Um, but I really, really, really stay away from soy, uh, specifically soy protein isolate. Soy is the number one genetically modified crop in America. Um, regardless of your view, my view on genetically modified products is is highly conservative. I'm not I'm not a fan of genetic, genetically modified, or I guess not conservative, but I just I won't. I, I don't like them, and neither should you. That's my opinion. But if you do consume genetically modified products, that's fine. Just really do your research on soy because genetically modified soy can cause so many health, health health may cause so many health issues, um, for a lot of people. So I try to tend, tend to stay away from it. Um, and that's just my opinion. And I, I can, I, you know, I do tell you to do the research, but it's, it's pretty well documented that soy isolate is has the potential to be very, very disruptive of the body. So, um, not all soy sources are that way just the gmo soy protein isolates can be a problem so be be mindful of what you're purchasing um and with the lack of labeling laws across the board for for um for this industry it can it can get diluted and you might not it might say non-gmo soy protein but in reality it's They they've put some other stuff in there that's genetically modified. Most people nowadays, if you're getting a high quality source and you're going to some of your high quality retailers like Whole Foods and things like that, you're gonna get what's on the label um, most of the time. They don't they don't mess around. They don't allow products like that into their you know that are um marketed poorly and poorly created. They don't allow things like that in their in their businesses mainly because it's their name on there as well. Uh, but be careful when you're purchasing things on the internet uh, because you can get the wrong product and not know it. However, I really love pea and brown rice proteins, and the reason why is because while both of them and all all and this is the case for actually all of your protein sources, both separately are com- considered incomplete proteins they don't they don't have the right amounts of N- n- essential amino acids—they—they they lack one or the other, or they're very lacking in one one essential amino acid over the other. Um, when taken together, rice and protein isolates um, are going to actually be a complete protein, and that's that's really good information to have because all of the protein sources are incomplete, um, but when you mix these two together, you get a complete protein. And why is that? Why does that matter? Well, pea and rice protein, the G, the GMO status on those is very low compared to the GMO status of soy. So you're typically going to get a higher quality protein source when you get whey or when you get um, rice and pea than you will when you get another source. So and when mixed together, which nowadays most of your weight, your vegetable protein sources are going to be soy and pea. Um, uh, mixes they are going to be complexes of those two proteins because they go so well together. They're smooth. They, they mix well, um, relative. And, um, the, the protein itself is complete. So it's just like it, it could, it's considered similar to consuming whey protein. The studies I've read, if you've given somebody a high dose of the same proteins that, uh, you know, you give one part of the group, um, Say forty grams of whey protein and another group, forty grams of pea and rice. The muscle building and the amino acid, um, um, the amino acids in the body, when they do the, the the level tests, are identical or very similar to each other. Um, so there's very little difference between consuming rice and pea and consuming whey protein at high high doses. Um, it's just that the cost can be a little bit more for vegetable sources at a high, at, at those high levels. Um, but yeah, so pea protein is going to be closer to whey protein than say uh, the rice protein is because pea protein is higher in leucine than, uh, than rice protein. And we talked about leucine a little bit earlier and, and it's muscle building qualities and it's anabolic effects in the body. And so, um, but it's lower in other amino acids where rice protein picks up, picks up the pieces there. So really, I highly suggest that you, you look for high quality vegetable, vegetable sources like pea protein, uh, and rice protein complexes. I really highly recommend the same thing for whey protein and casein as well. Obviously we've spoken about that, um, so that's, that's really it, guys. That's the basics for me on whey protein. Uh, I mean, sorry, on protein sources. Um, I know I gave a lot of information out there today. And sometimes it didn't make sense. Um, I, I tend to talk. And, and what makes sense to me might not make sense to other people. So if you have any other questions, please do not hesitate. You can email me at valiantnutrition at gmail.com. Um, you can always reach out to me on Facebook at Valiant nutrition on Instagram at Valiant nutrition. Um, and I'm, I'm highly responsive. I love this industry and I love giving the information to, to people that are, that are looking for it. So, um, again, you can find me at Valiant nutrition, um, it pretty much anywhere on, on, on the internet and then at Valiant nutrition at gmail.com as well. Um, that's all I got guys i really 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 appreciate you uh listening to me today um if you're not aware podcasts are their exposure is very tied highly tied to reviews and subscribe subscriptions on itunes and any of the other stitcher and soundcloud so any reviews are highly appreciated guys um, even if you if you decide that you're not a fan of this podcast, I would like to know it because I want to make sure that I provide the best content um, and fine tune myself so that when I give you guys the content, it's very it's very easy to understand and easy to digest, just like whey protein. Boom pun. Yes, um, but yes, please. Uh, any reviews would be greatly appreciated. Um, and you all have a great day. Remember, at Value Nutrition, we show you. How to Break the World.